admittedly. It was a lot to fit on a single business card. When she'd last seen her family back at Christmas, their eyes had collectively glazed over as she'd told them her new job title, as if she was speaking a foreign language. They didn't look so confused when she told them how much she'd be earning, though. How much? Her dad had yelped, almost falling headfirst into the sherry trifle. Bloody hell, her mum said faintly. Well done, love. That's amazing. It felt like redemption that moment, as if all the things that had gone wrong in the past had been absolved. Gold star in the good books for Polly. Claire, of course, had had to spoil things by making a barbed remark about bankers' bonuses being obscene. But Polly had blithely ignored her. I win, you lose, she'd gloated privately, staring her down. Jealousy was so unattractive. More champagne? She'd asked everyone sweetly, flourishing the fat green bottle. There was only ever one answer to that, of course. It had mattered more than she'd expected, the approval of her parents. It was only when she'd seen their awestruck faces that she realised how much she'd been trying to prove to everyone, them most of all. The money was great, sure, but it was success that she ultimately craved. Glory, achievement, a power-packed CV. It was being able to show everyone she could do it, that she wasn't a waste of space. Since Michael had died, well, she wanted to be doubly successful, put it like that. And, thought Polly now as she strode into her office and saw the sky turning pinky blue over the domed roof of St Paul's, and the early morning sunlight glinting off the windows and rooftops of the city before her, she'd made her point. She'd hit every target with precision accuracy. She'd bloody well earned the accolades, pay rises and promotions, not to mention the luxury South Bank apartment overlooking the Thames, membership of the most exclusive clubs in London, a silver sporty merc that boy racers eyed with jealousy, and a vast wardrobe stuffed full of designer clothes to die for. Oh, and one humdinger of a bonus heading her way very soon, too. Which was just as well, really, because she'd overstretched herself financially with some hefty stock market investments recently. You had to be in it to win it, though, right? Polly's assistant Jake arrived at eight o'clock that morning, with her usual espresso. He was tall, posh, and nice to look at, and knew better than to be late when it came to something as essential as coffee. She'd sacked people for less. He set the cup carefully in front of her, and she grunted, not taking her eyes away from the monitor. Um, Polly, there are a few things I need to check with you, he said, clipboard and pen at the ready. You've been asked to speak at the Risk Management Solutions Conference next month. Tell them I'm busy, she cut in, swearing under her breath as she made yet another correction on screen. She was checking the research done by Marcus Handbury, a junior consultant, for an important meeting next week. One page in, and she'd already had to rewrite several lines and highlight three instances of poor grammar. Slack, slack, slack. Marcus was one of those pretty boy public school types who'd always had everything handed to him on a plate. Just because he had connections with all the right people, it didn't give him the right to be sloppy with his work. 
Secondly, Henry Curtis has been in touch again, wanting to meet. Polly's ears pricked up. Lunch or evening? Henry Curtis was a big cheese in a hedge fund organisation and had been making noises lately that he wanted to poach her. He'd made a beeline for her at a recent conference in New York and had lavished her with attention. Flatteringly, he knew all about the coup she'd pulled off, beating Carlson International to a major global account, and had gone on to butter her up like the proverbial parsnip. Mind you, the dirty gleam in his bloodshot appreciative eyes as they roamed her suited flanks made Polly wonder if he was after more than just her business experience. Hmm. Despite ticking several of Polly's perfect partner boxes, rich, successful, attractive, he was officially too old for any romantic liaisons, being 46. 44 was her upper age limit. Anything older and men developed a whiff of approaching 50 midlife crisis, which put them out of the running. In men, as in life, only perfection would do.